Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Good morning again. When Karen and I and of course our cat Francis arrived in Massachusetts in August, the grass, the landscaping, the hills, and the mountains in the distance with different trees were a canopy of green. Shade was so abundant to keep you out of the sun, and you can watch the birds, the chipmunks, the squirrels, and the rabbits go in and out of the trees and the bushes. They made their home in them. It was their safe haven and source of food. Then as October approached, all of a sudden, there was a change in the air. It started to get a little cooler, and the sun was setting earlier. But the most notable change was at that green canopy of the landscape that was all around the trees and the bushes began to change into colors. Yes, it was a sign that the season of fall was beginning. And every day, the color of the trees and the bushes would become more pronounced and beautifully vibrant. Now, it does not happen all at once. It takes about four weeks. And some of the foliage would change faster than the other. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, those that did not change began to change rapidly, as if you turn on a switch. And the green canopy that was so present turned into a painter's palette with all shades of reds and yellows and oranges, gold, copper, and my favorite, the deep color maroon and those orange trees. Sounds like I'm describing Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat, huh? Remember that play? Then as the days went on, the leaves of vibrant color began to turn brown and they began to fall off the trees. And the bushes leave behind nothing but an outline of their inner parts, the trunk, the limbs, and I can see right down to the smallest branch. All varied sizes and shape. And daylight became less and less, and the color was gone. It was gloomy and dismal. And I said to Karen, you know, I think it's time to head back to Florida. <laughs> but you know, I saw something else while this transformation was taking place. I saw the beauty in the landscape that was before me. I saw the miracle of nature, God's creation preparing for winter. For if the trees and the bushes did not lose their leaves, the weight of the snow and ice would cause their limbs and branches to break and they become vulnerable to the winter weather. But now they were standing tall and they were prepared like they were saying, bring it on, bring it on, for I am prepared for the snow, the cold, the ice, the freezing rain. And when I learned to say correctly while in Massachusetts, Northeastern. And I began to think about the similarities that I observed in the transformation of nature being prepared for the frosty winter of the Northeast to our own preparation during the new season, the season of Advent. A time on a church calendar for each one of us to prepare our heart and mind 
and soul as we wait and anticipate the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the light of the world. Now, prior to the season of Advent, we celebrate the season of Pentecost. And our linens are, investments are, green. But when Advent begins, which lasts four weeks, we change our church linens and vestments to a distinct color, blue, signifying there is a transformation taking place. A new season in our church calendar is to begin. And as we attend church each Sunday, we have a reminder of this special season to help us prepare for the birth of Jesus. An Advent wreath is placed in a sanctuary for all of us to see. In Father's Mark's sermon last week, we learned the history of the Advent wreath and the color of the candles. And each week, a candle signifies a specific word we can read in our prayer book, in scripture, and we hear in our daily, everyday life. And as we prepare each week for the birth of Jesus, we are to meditate and reflect upon the lessons we have heard and how we can incorporate these words into actions by enlightening others, especially those who have yet to find Jesus. On the first Sunday of Advent is the Sunday of hope. And we light the candle of hope to remind us that Jesus is our hope and a hope of the world. It is our faith in Jesus that builds our hope. And without faith, we are without Jesus. We have no direction, like a ship without a rudder. And we are to thank God for the promises he made to us, and for the means of grace and the hope of glory, and for the light he has brought into the world. The second Sunday is the Sunday of peace. We like this candle to remind us that Christ is the Prince of Peace. Our peace found in God and His Son, Jesus Christ, that John the Baptist and all the prophets remind us that to receive peace, we must be prepared for it. And there's that word again, prepared. And we thank God for the hope he gives us and for the peace his son bestows upon us, his peace that surpasses all understanding. The third Sunday is the Sunday of joy. And we like this candle to remind us our joy is in God and his son, Jesus Christ. And we are, as Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say, rejoice. And we thank God for the hope he gives us, for the peace he bestows upon us, and for the joy he pours into our hearts. That brings us to today, the fourth and final Sunday of Advent. It is a Sunday of love. We like this count to remind us that God is love. And how did God show us his perfect love? He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, born in a manger on Christmas Day, and Jesus being God incarnate will through his words and actions teach us about God's perfect love. And that brings me back to the Advent wreath. What shape is the wreath? What shape is our wreath? Wow. Round or a circle, right? 
Can you tell by looking at wreath where it begins and where it ends? Not really. And that is what love of God is. The love of God is continuous. It never, never stops. After this sermon, Father Mark will ask us all to stand and affirm our faith by saying together the Nicene Creed. And what are the first two words we will say in the Nicene Creed? We believe. Yes, we believe in God the Father. We believe in him and live in him. And his love lives in us. The love that has the power to transform people, situations, and over time, perfect all things. Now there's one more characteristic of the Advent read that is present and brings me back to my fall days in Massachusetts. When I looked at the landscape before we left, I saw the evergreens and the pine trees. And they were so green. It was unbelievable. That hunter green, it was beautiful. And the trees were standing tall and so pronounced. Now I knew they were there, but you could not see them because of the other trees. But now they have their time in the sun. And I was drive by and say, hi Evergreen, how are you doing today? Right? Now you're laughing, but how many of you talk to your plants? Huh? Right? Let's say you talk to your plants and help them grow. Right? Is that right, Joe? Joe, Joe, Joe knows he's about flowers. And I said to myself, what a beautiful reminder of God's creation that it will be green all around again. That in a few months, the other trees and bushes would blossom, bear fruit, and the green canopy, which is not on display, will once again be present for the animals and the birds and the people. And if you look at our Advent wreath, you see a replication of the evergreen branch and even on our back altar. This is reminded that the presence of God and his son by the power of the Holy Spirit is ever, is ever with us. It is alive, full of mercy, an abundance of compassion, and most importantly, unconditional love. But let me present this question. Over these last four weeks, how was your preparation? No, I don't mean by buying gifts and wrapping and decorating your home. I mean the preparation from within for Advent. Perhaps not all may have, we all may have a little more work to do. Yeah, a little. Well, there's still time. And God will help us. All you need to do is reach out and pray and know that he will be at your side to make it happen. Have no doubt. Then this journey during this Advent season will be complete. And the hope, the peace, the joy, the love of which we have heard throughout this Advent will be reborn within us. And we will feel it. And it will be so good. And we will be prepared to bring it on. To bring on the celebration of the birth of Jesus. And we heard in today's lessons the prophecy of Micah, written over 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And I quote, You of Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are the one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, and from ancient days. 
And he went on to write, and we heard, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. When we gather on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, Mary and Joseph will be in the manger, and Jesus will be wrapped in swaddling clothes. And the light of Christ, that beautiful candle, center candle of the Advent wreath, along with the four others, will be lit. And the angel voices on high, and the angelic voices right here, right here in this sanctuary, will be giving thanks and praise through our liturgy, scripture, prayer, and song. Singing glory to the newborn king, welcoming our wonderful counselor, the Son of the Most High, the Prince of Peace, Christ the Lord, the light of the world. And we will rejoice and know his light will take away any darkness. And by his light, we will walk with Jesus and he will show us the way. And we will see and experience his hope, his peace, his joy, his love. And we will be transformed and be prepared to begin a new year and serve God and his children in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us. Can you say that with me? Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us. One more time, a little bit louder so I can hear around Fifth Avenue. Ready? Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us. Yes, God is with us now, and God is with us forever. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.